0: Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 105. I'm Brandon. I'm Corey. And this is the episode... Well, I decided to title this one, To Snow or Not to Snow? Because that's really the question. Is it really? <laughs> For Branson? Yeah. To snow or... I mean, I think the latter half is going to be the more Bransonish. Right. Yeah. It's uh, not going to snow. And uh, we'll get into... Model predictions later in the podcast, but we—I don't know if we're going to get anything. Anyway, we have special returning guest back with us this time, Shara Taylor. Welcome back.
1: Thanks for having me yes. again.
0: We like to have you uh, to give us the perspective of keeping me and Corey in line. A civilian
1: perspective. The
0: <laughs> civilian perspective, exactly. Yes, <clears throat> and I—I I th- got the cough. <clears throat> Dry throat. I probably got the coronavirus. I don't know. Well, let's not talk Uh-oh. about the coronavirus. No, no, talk about the coronavirus.
1: So far, my house is healthy. Let's keep it that way. Oh,
0: I know. I'm afraid to go
1: out. Yeah, I'm terrified to go in Walmart.
0: I, yeah, I know. I see like the flu reports and everything. It's like Taney really. Taney County's getting... going up right Taney now. Taney County, yes. That's bad. It's Springfield's going up. I'm like, and I told my mother, you know, like I, I've said on previous podcasts, she's, you know, has this egg allergy, so she hasn't taken the flu shot. And I'm like, Oh man you know she can do the mist yeah I think I, I think her wh- what what she has told me is she's lived this long and it's doing okay and I'm like well you know it just takes one time mom <laughs> you're getting to this to this point in life you know you, we don't want to mess with the flu but uh, it start it's, it didn't normally start going down in March though when people kind of get
1: we had a second mm-hmm. round in April. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Last year, it was late last year. Like we thought we were going to escape flu season because it was going really. Oh, well. that's right. And then have, it, it yeah. came on late.
0: Ew. Well, we we everybody's outside now. I mean, my buddy Ray asked me. He texted me earlier to see because I'm going to go out and throw. Uh, you want to come? And it's like, oh man, you know, I had a meatloaf in the oven and I'm preparing for the podcast. And it's like, crap. No, I'll just have to go tomorrow, if we can get out because you know. <laughs> It started sleeting a while ago, <laughs> raining and sleeting.
2: It's not too much to write home about, though. I tell you,
0: no, but I got to tell you. I mean, we we uh, <clears throat> we're going to talk about our Patreon a little bit later after the weather school. But uh, I did uh, what I'm starting to do is a little thing for our Patreon patrons. Is uh, the, the the week ahead, and what I'm going to do is on Sunday, probably probably Sunday night. Sunday, uh, I'm going to do this little special video for our patrons. That uh, just goes, I'm going to do a model check, I'm going to read some discussions, just kind of keep an eye on something that, you know, is this something we need to look at? You know, is it going to be a benign week? And uh, it's going to be a lot more uh, useful when severe season gets here, because then we're going to start having some really, oh, yeah. really cool stuff going on. But I, I did, I did the, the video and uploaded, figured out how to upload it and get it to Patreon and stuff. And wouldn't you know it, two hours later the model said, Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, something's coming through.
1: And that's why we don't do them that far out in advance.
0: <laughs> well, no, it's just a look ahead. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not it a, wasn't a, that far. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a near term, you know. near term we do live, you know, on, on the Facebook page, but No, and then I, I was looking at the T V guys and and they were they were saying, Yeah, we could get some snow I'm like, the models didn't have this like at seven o'clock last night. I would have seen that. We have model capability. We have the her. We have these these models that update every hour. And all of a sudden at ten o'clock, you know, they're like, "Foolja," just <laughs> kidding. Ya. Yeah, foolja. We're gonna we're gonna have uh, <coughs> we're we're gonna have some snow tonight. And it, you know, it got kind of aggressive if you looked at radar. I mean, all, all of a sudden, I'm I'm sitting here preparing for the podcast, and Corey texts me and says, "It's raining." What's going on? And I like I looked at radar and radar's trying to discern uh, what precipitation type or P types going on. We keep getting comments from people. It's sleeting in, in, in Forsyth. It's coming down really good in Fordland. That's one. And radar was pegging it. So, I mean, you guys drove over here. Was it was just just rain or
1: mm, it was a little bitty sleet?
0: L- little bitty sleet. Okay. Looks like we have a little bit of a heavier band
2: headed this way now, so we might have some sleet outside here pretty soon.
0: Oh, wow. We'll have to stop the podcast and go, like, you know, worship the sleet gods or something (laughs) like that. Uh, Yeah, I I kept watching... uh, when you guys got here, I was downstairs looking at the National Weather Service, wanting to know, are they going to issue a winter weather advisory? I don't think they are. The temperature is just too warm.
1: The first thing I do is look at the temp on the car whenever I see stuff like that exactly. to see if it's cold enough to freeze.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what you should do. Because upstairs, it's colder. So it could snow or sleet at 37, 38 degrees. And we have a weather school on that, too. Just go to our website, stormdarkweather.com. And go to our weather schools. <coughs> oh, this is going to be the cough <coughs> podcast. I'm going to have to start taking a Claritin again. <coughs> well, let's see. We're going to have uh, the question, to snow or not to snow. It's probably not going to be this year. Talked about the, the quick hit or whatever. But this is, this is a quick one. This was just going to hit. And it'll be out of here by sunrise tomorrow. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. Not going <laughs> to be a problem. You know they're talking. Are they even talking accumulations up there?
2: Not here. Not around here. Oh, like
0: Springfield area or something like grasses think, or uh, something.
2: A trace or point three, maybe is what I heard some media outlets saying up to the north of here in Springfield, along to the northeast.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean it's not going to be a big deal. We we know no. that across the area. So if it's if it's snowing and sleeting in the Branson area, just look at your temperature. Uh, if it's above freezing you're it's not gonna stick it's just gonna be kind of a cool little winter event going on um <clears throat> but we're gonna have a break in the activity um uh tomorrow but looks like we got kind of a kind of a rainy event coming up don't you think I mean I hope so
2: the way uh things seem to be trending it's gonna rain shouldn't be any frozen stuff with it i don't think. No, i think
0: temperature is going to be up now i didn't i mean I, I didn't look at the the wpc the weather prediction center but i mean the forecast grid was saying possibly up to an inch we're in the inch range on the seven day
2: wpc now down south they're in the five inch range uh we like haven't. jonesboro arkansas they're and they're, they're looking at three inches tomorrow
0: wow no i didn't see so that.
2: so there's a sharp gradient from here down to the southeast we okay.
1: have an outdoor funeral to go to Monday, next Monday.
0: Uh, that's a week. hmm It'll probably snow then. Yeah,
1: we'll that'll keep, be the day we get snow.
0: Well, we'll keep tuned to Storm to our Weather, and and they'll tell you, you know, what it's going to do. I know somebody there. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, it it may be a little soggy because after uh, this this little rain event, uh, well, I shouldn't say little. I mean Tuesday night through Wednesday night looks like Thursday and Friday are going to be. Okay, but then we got stuff moving back in Saturday and Sunday and Monday. Uh, it's going to be warmer, though. Oh, I know. I mean, what What? What did I see? Uh, Sunday, the high is going to be 56. Right. Monday, the high is 57. I mean, no, we're not. Uh, winter could be over for us until the end of March. Don't jinx us. <laughs> No, until the end of March. You know that always happens. Right. You know, we'll have everything, and then all of a sudden, March will get, oh, wait, 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 Brother Nature, I forgot to give winter to Branson, so probably the end of March, that's when we're going to have something. Um, did you hear? You probably did. Uh, the warmest winter in U.S. history we just had, so far, the warmest winter in U.S. history.
2: Not a single county in the United States is below normal for winter temperatures this year.
0: In the contiguous 48, correct? Is it? So we have not. So basically, none of this, none of the county warning, n- the counties, none of them have been below. Yes, that's kind of scary.
2: Yeah, and uh, I got this out of Kansas City. <laughs> I think this mm-hmm. was posted this weekend. Okay, they were working on the forecast, and the one thing is evident. Is that the extreme cold air continues to be elusive for Kansas City. So far, Kansas City has only had three days with lows below 10 degrees. The normal for this date is 12 days below 10 degrees for this date. They've only had three so far. They've only had nine days with high temps below freezing the normal by this date is 19 days.
0: And they've only had what two? Is that what you said?
2: 9 days. Not only with 9. Tips below freezing and they should have 19. They should have 19. And mm. they're not looking at these numbers to change anytime soon. So
0: well well yeah, I mean once we get out of uh, I mean we're, we're our normals are going back up now. So right. we're we're practically in the middle of, of February. Uh the uh U- U.S. Climate Report said the first two months of meteorological winter, now meteorological winter, which is December and January, were the warmest on record for the uh, going back to 1895. NOAA provided the January data and images on Thursday ahead of the monthly climate report, uh, which is in line. It says across the contiguous U.S. this winter so far is running about 4.5 degrees Fahrenheit warmer. The like you're saying, the lower 48 is running an average of four point five degrees warmer than the average of the uh winter of the twentieth century. Twentieth century. That's the nineteen hundreds. Yeah. That's insane. <sighs> and we're looking at this graphic and it's uh it's it's going on going up. I mean um let's see. Uh I don't know what that graphic I mean of course this is so professional. We're looking at our our phones and our in our uh computers cuz we want to give you the most accurate stuff. But yeah, I mean this this is just insane. And the other thing, not only the contiguous 48 states Antarctica is that a state? No. Uh yeah, it's a it's a really southern state. <laughs> <The> continent. <laughs> Received the
2: highest or warmest temperature ever down there at 65 degrees ever.
0: Which was warmer than Los Angeles. That's got to
2: throw something off down there, you know. And you no, know, it's it's their warm season if there is a it's warm summer. season down there. Yeah, I mean it's summer technically, but, but I'm sure still, it was the northern tip of Antarctica that we're seeing I don't know.
0: It, it was actually. Uh, it was taken at the Esperanza Base along the along Antarctica's Trinity Peninsula, uh, which is. Uh, yeah, it, it's like a north end of it. I mean, we're not talking like the pole, but yeah, it's. This is crazy. 65 degrees. That is
2: insane. I, I can't even looking. fathom that.
0: Oh, there it is. The, the Argentine research base is on the northern tip of the Ar- Antarctic Peninsula. That's what I was looking for. Uh, Randy Servani, who tracks extremes for the World Meteorological Organization, called Thursdays reading a likely record, although the mark will still have to be officially reviewed and certified. So that's gonna. It says the balmy reading beats out the previous record of sixty three and a half degrees. So, oh, yeah, wow. Which that, but but that was uh, occurred on March twenty fourth of twenty fifteen. So that's not that long ago. Yeah, uh, which is kind of obvious. That global mm-hmm. temps are warming up. Wow. Uh, I think they're worried about the cracks in the Pine Island Glacier. They have been growing rapidly <laughs> in the past several days. That's uh, why. Yeah, according to the satellite imagery, and uh, uh, high pressure is there. I mean, ooh, there's a new word. I'm going to say it. it's not our weather word of the week, but it's it's. Uh, I'm just reading it. It says this effect was amplified on a local level because of a phone wind. F O-E-H-N. A phone, phone, phone wind. Okay. <laughs> so, it says characterized by air sweeping down a mountain that begins compressing the air as, as pressure, uh, air pressure rises near the Earth's surface. So, see, so yeah, as the wind is, is coming down those mountains or whatever, it's compressing. And we all know if you compress air, the temperature rises. And that's a classic thing you can always see if you have one of those pressure cookers. Uh, that's the that's how those pressure cookers work. I have one. Yeah, is that the InstaPot? It is. I love it. It's a lifesaver. So what what can you make in one of those one of those things? Anything? Everything. <laughs> Whatever you want. Pasta. <coughs> oh yeah. You can make
2: pasta in we those can things. You make spaghetti in like what
1: ten we make minutes? It every
0: week in there. Really? You just throw all
1: the stuff in there, and ten minutes later, you got spaghetti.
0: So it's not like a a crock pot. No, because it does have
2: a crock pot setting if
0: you want to use it as a crock pot.
1: Hard boiled eggs. How long did it take us to hard boil eggs the other day? Not
0: long, like forty five seconds or something. (laughs) So it's basically the microwave of crock pots, basically, (laughs) instead of the oven in the crock pot. Wow, maybe I need to get one of those. I don't know. We'll see. Christmas is coming. Don't don't you know? It is. Yes, and I was also talking to my mother, and she told me something very interesting, and we're going to bring back, at least for this episode, this segment. The Stormdar Bird Watching Report. It's the Stormdar Weather Bird Watching Report. Uh, She said uh, that the robins are back in Springfield, and they're eating fruits and berries, uh, any any fruits and berries that they can find until it thaws, and then they'll start hunting earthworms. But uh, and she talked to her good friends in Fairgrove, Mother Hen and Charlie, and they have tons of robins up there. Is is this normal?
2: I saw some in my neighborhood
0: this week. So. Are they supposed to be back now in February, or is this like a March um, in March thing?
2: They'll start trickling back. Okay, I've, I've seen them in February before, usually on the warmer years. Well, this is probably not going to get the (laughs) snow.
0: Yeah, this is kind of one of them. Yeah. And I know Janet Ellis is always talking about, you know, is it going to get cold enough to kill the bugs? And we don't, we have not had a sufficient stretch of really, really cold air that uh, I don't think they're going to kill the bugs. Right. I agree. So get those pesticides. You know the the the, the homemade. Uh, what do you call them? The the not Roundup, but the, the 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 homemade. What am I thinking? Ecological. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, what
2: are, you what? talked about the insecticide.
0: Yeah, you, the homemade. That's like earth friendly. That's not going yeah. to hurt things. You know. Um, that's that's what we need to get. So I don't know. I don't like bugs. I' Not if you have a person. lot of leaves
2: in your yard that they're living under there right now, ticks and who knows what are the ticks back out? Well, they're not, but that's where they're they're staying alive under those layers of leaves in people's yards that didn't get rid of their leaves like me
0: uh, i don't like I don't like ticks, especially so, if I'm going to go out disk year. yeah i mean there's there's a sunset course which I love, but if you don't throw your disk right, then it kind of goes into like a a hill yeah. of and you'll get them you get the little <laughs> seed ticks. Oh, oh yeah, fine. yeah. No, those, nah. yeah. No, I'd rather play it in like nice open course. And uh, all you got to do is take your lint roller with you and put it in your
2: bag. Keep it with you all the time. When you see seed ticks, you just roll your arm. Seriously, and they come right off on that lint roller. Yeah. Seriously, oh yeah. Or alcohol. Unless they're really deep in, in in your arm, they're still crawling around. Just just take them off with a lint alcohol. roller. Or alcohol. Just
0: get some vodka. Well, take... we
1: did alcohol wipes one time before he had them all over his feet. Wiped them off with alcohol wipes.
0: Okay, now that makes sense. It's like the Clorox things? Is that what they are? Or
1: Well, these were actual little alcohol wipes I had from the hospital.
0: Oh. oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. They smell really cool, actually. They're great for nausea, too. Seriously? Sniff them. And it helps nausea? Mm-hmm. No kidding.
1: We use that one a lot. Wow.
0: Well, that's better than all those drugs they can give you now for and clog you up you know that's wow that's crazy well did we cover everything in the first half seems like it i was gonna say i I thought we had lots more we have a ton of stuff in the second half um (laughs) it's amazing and also i realized we haven't done a weather school about fog in a long 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 time wow like over a year so let's bring fog back uh types of fog, how it develops, and everything you need to know about fog. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. The National Weather Service has just put us under a dense fog advisory. Fog is a visible aerosol consisting of minute water droplets or ice crystals suspended in the air at or near the Earth's surface. Although it has no Latin name, fog can be considered a type of low-lying cloud, usually resembling stratus, and is heavily influenced by nearby bodies of water, topography, and wind conditions. In turn, fog has affected many human activities, such as shipping, travel, and warfare. By definition, fog reduces visibility to less than two-thirds of a mile, whereas mist causes lesser impairment of visibility. Fog forms when the difference between air temperature and the dew point temperature is less than four and a half degrees. Fog normally occurs at a relative humidity near 100 percent, This occurs from either added moisture in the air, or falling ambient temperatures. However, fog can form at lower humidities, and can sometimes fail to form when the relative humidity is at 100%. At 100% relative humidity, the air cannot hold additional moisture. Thus, the air will become supersaturated if additional moisture is added. Fog commonly produces precipitation in the form of drizzle or very light snow. Drizzle occurs when the humidity of fog attains 100% and the minute cloud droplets begin to coalesce into larger droplets. This can occur when the fog layer is lifted and cooled sufficiently or when it is forcibly compressed from above by descending air. Drizzle becomes freezing drizzle when the air temperature at the surface drops below the freezing point. Now let's talk about the different types of fog. There's radiation fog, and that is formed by the cooling of land after sunset by infrared thermal radiation in calm conditions with a clear sky. The cooling ground then cools adjacent air by conduction, causing the air temperature to fall and reach the dew point. Forming fog. Radiation fog occurs at night, and it usually doesn't last long after sunrise, but it can persist all day in the winter months, especially in areas bounded by high ground. Radiation fog is most common in the autumn and early winter. Ground fog is fog that obscures less than 60% of the sky and does not extend to the base of any overhead clouds. However, The term is usually a synonym for radiation fog, which is very shallow. In some cases, the depth of the fog is on the order of tens of centimeters over certain kinds of terrain with the absence of wind. Advection fog occurs when moist air passes over a cool surface by advection wind and is cooled. It's common as a warm front passes over an area with significant snowpack. It's most common at sea when moist air encounters cooler waters, including area of cold water upwelling, such as along the California coast. A strong enough temperature difference over water or bare ground can also cause advection fog. Evaporation fog, or steam fog, forms over bodies of water overlain by much colder air. This situation can also lead to steam devils forming, Lake effect fog is of this type, sometimes in combination with other causes like radiation fog. Frontal fog forms in much the same way as a stratus cloud near a front when raindrops falling from relatively warm air above the frontal surface evaporate into cooler air close to the Earth's surface and cause it to become saturated. This type of fog can be the result of a very low frontal stratus cloud subsiding to the surface level in the absence of any lifting agent after the front passes. Ice fog forming in very low temperatures can be the result of other mechanisms mentioned here, as well as the exhalation of warm, moist air by herds of animals. It can be associated with the diamond dust form of precipitation, in which very small crystals of ice form and slowly fall. Freezing fog, which deposits rime, is composed of droplets of supercooled water which freezes to surfaces on contact. Depending on the concentration of the droplets, visibility in fog can range from the appearance of haze to almost zero visibility. Many lives are lost each year worldwide from accidents involving fog conditions on the highways, including multiple vehicle collisions. The aviation travel industry is affected by the severity of fog conditions. Even though modern auto-landing computers can put an aircraft down without the aid of a pilot, personnel manning an airport control tower must be able to see if aircraft are sitting on the runway awaiting takeoff. Safe operations are difficult in thick fog, and civilian airports may forbid takeoffs and landings until conditions improve. So let's talk about record extremes. The foggiest place in the world is Hamilton, New Zealand, followed closely by the Grand Banks off the coast of Newfoundland, which is the meeting place of the cold Labrador current from the north and the much warmer Gulf Stream from the south. Some of the foggiest land areas in the world include Argentina and Point Reyes, California, each with over 200 foggy days per year. So the next time you're out driving in foggy conditions, then remember this. Slow down and turn on your headlights on the low beams. In zero visibility, you may not see a stopped car in front of you. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of
1: Stormdar Weather School.
0: And there you should have your foggy weather school. We've been having some fog here lately. Have you noticed
2: that? Lots of haze, a little bit of fog in the mornings when I take the kids to school. Yeah, like in the distance, it's foggy, but it's kind of hit and miss.
0: Well, the problem is, is, is we tend to warm up overnight, and that's not normal. All right. We're, normal, we should cool down overnight, but we get that warm air coming in, and then the diurnal effect is wanting to kick it down, and we're going to get fog. But see, but you drive share to work, so you never have to drive in it, do you?
1: Rarely. And it's at night when I go in, so usually not any fog at night. That's true.
0: Well, we talked about Patreon before, so I'm going to turn it over to you. I just want to tell everyone, thank you, thank you, thank you for our supporters. We really, really appreciate our Patreon supporters. It's helping us a lot. So any news on that end?
1: Uh, It's going great. Yeah, thanks for all the support. We've had a lot of good feedback from it. Um, It will it'll help a lot. Keep out paying all the monthly fees and things that we have more. Yeah, we could definitely use more. But hey, everything helps. I think the most coming.
2: Yeah, I think the best time to be a patron is starting right now because we're getting into you know springtime and severe weather season. Yeah, there'll be
1: some special reports. We're going to give
2: some you know longer range forecasts. You know that we normally won't do on a normal page I mean, normally on facebook we kind of stay right stay away from the long long long-term stuff and we might dabble in that for the patrons just to kind of tell you what's down the pike or what may happen you know we don't
1: as little as two dollars a month five dollars a month you can support us
2: that's 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 nothing
1: well
0: it's one of those
1: coffee in the morning
0: when i got my my iphone se you know like they wanted to uh for for ninety nine cents a month, I needed to upgrade my uh, iCloud storage to to fifty gigs. I'm like, I, I don't want to do that. I don't have to. And I thought, wait a minute, that's less than twelve bucks a year.
1: Yeah, you don't even miss it. I don't even think
0: about it. But I reap the benefits. And like I said uh, earlier in the podcast, I did the uh, the first. You know uh, the week ahead mm-hmm. video, and did that last night, and it, it'll get a lot, a lot better once I figure out what I'm doing. So. And we're
1: working on the the window clings. I mean, who doesn't want to storm door window clean?
0: I know I do. I want two, but I only have one car. But I want two. Stick one on your back. I put one on my back, one on my hat, whatever. But uh, anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone who supports us, and uh, please support us more. The more you support. The the better stuff we can we can do. And the
1: link is on the website.
0: Yep. There you And where what what is that website?
1: Stormdarweather.com. Oh
0: well wow. We have our own website. Who knew? Oh yeah. Yeah, who knew? <laughs> Well, I, I, I knew. Wh- you, you knew? I knew. Well, I, th- I, I had a hunch. <laughs> I <laughs> well, should
1: know. Somebody worked on it all night long for months.
0: Well, of course you know because he's the one that built it. <laughs> I'm the one who just does the Facebook page and, and all the, the, the videos and livecasts and stuff. Uh, let's get on to our next segment, which is In Other News. And we've got a bunch of In Other News this week. It uh, February is the 150th birthday ...of the National Weather Service. So, happy birthday, National Weather Service.
2: They don't look a day over 149.
0: No, no, they kind of retain their... Uh, oh, yeah. Their, yeah. <laughs> and I was going to have a big thing on that. That's what I probably should do as a weather school next week. Since this is the uh, birthday month for the National Weather Service, is just do a whole thing on how that was born and, uh, you know, everything they've done. So... What? <laughs> well, I found some
2: uh the National Weather Service office in Omaha posted some weather guidelines that the forecasters used back well it was called the United States Weather Bureau when it was first oh, okay. started in 1870. Yeah. And some of them are interesting and some of them I I might ha- need help deciphering what what it means.
0: <laughs> okay, Sharon and I will help decipher. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: there's 10 of them and this okay. was their these were their 10 guidelines for forecasting the weather. Okay. Now, this is 1870, so come on, we're five years after the Civil War, so it's... 150 like, years yes. ago, wow, okay. Well, the first one is, a red sun has water in its eye. In his eye. A red sun has water in his eye. Anybody?
1: Like if my son is an Indian, he's no, got watery sun eyes. sun as in the sun, <laughs> I know, as I'm you went.
0: Well, a red sun has water in his eye. This is what... Okay, I think that stems into the more common saying, red sky at night, sailors delight, red sky in morning, sailors take warning. That's what I was thinking. That's the only thing I can think of. Wow. But back then, the vernacular was just sun red in his eye. Interesting. Number two is, <clears throat> when
2: the walls are more than unusually damp, Rain is expected.
1: <laughs> are their walls damp normally?
2: Wait, read that again. When the walls are more than unusually damp. So, so
1: they're not just unusually damp. They're, they're more, more than
2: unusually damp. <laughs> rain is expected. <laughs>
1: so they're like dripping.
2: Wow. <laughs> Honey, can you feel that wall for me?
0: So I'm going to go feel the wall. So Feels like rain. Well, now, did they have modern, they didn't have an out outhouses. They had outhouses back then in the 1870s. Yeah. So I guess if you go to the outhouse and feel the walls. Maybe. And they were wet that meant that the lower atmosphere. Somebody missed. Is, oh God. <laughs> Maybe. or The lower atmosphere was totally. I wouldn't totally, be filling those walls. Totally saturated. Therefore rain was probably on the way. That's what I think. What do you think? <clears throat> well I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just trying to.
2: Here's number three is another rain one oh Oh gosh. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Let me. <laughs>
1: hark, hark!
2: <laughs> I hear the asses bray,
1: b r a y.
2: I hear the asses bray.
1: So they're neighing. We shall know. have some rain
0: today. So when the donkeys start, so they
1: only make noise when it's going to rain.
0: Maybe that
1: doesn't. Now we used to That'd be able to watch sense. the cows and the horses out in the field. Maybe they they'd would get start a little running more active. Like yeah, ours would that start makes sense. Ours would start running and moving if it was going to storm. That would
0: make sense. Even I go near C of O, you know, I see if all the cows are like hanging out underneath the tree. It's like, okay, we got rain. but interesting,
2: okay. Number four is the further the sight, the nearer the rain. Spell sight s i g h t. The further the sight, the nearer the rain. And I can't figure that that one. That makes absolutely
0: no sense to me. (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand because if it they spoke so much
1: differently back then too. So
0: wow, and I thought I was old. Wow. Okay. Okay. Number five is clear moon frost soon.
1: Oh wait, does it mean like how far you can see? like if you can see the horizon like you know if you can see further because it's so clear then that's the rain's going to yeah, well, happen why
2: would the rain be near well it's just saying it's that necessarily it's coming not saying the near that the right. rain it's is near it's
1: just saying that it's coming just say
0: it's coming but i don't well know. The, the closer is, okay. it'll
1: be to you when it hits
0: well yeah oh. the further the sight so if you're looking
1: across the across the horizon or yeah. field or whatever the further if you can see farther then your rain's going to hit you that makes
2: absolutely closer. no sense no, to me it. But anyway. the next one read, read the next Clear numbers. moon frost soon.
0: Okay, that makes total sense because yeah. that, we know a clear moon and a clear atmosphere is from high pressure, and when high pressure moves in, especially in fall and spring, uh that temperature is going to drop because of radiational cooling. Okay, here's one that
2: we can use for our winter myths. Ooh. Okay. But evidently it was you know, you it was golden back in eighteen seventy. <laughs> it's golden. When deer are in gray coat in October, expect a severe
0: winter.
1: I didn't know their coats changed colors.
0: Yeah, me neither. The deer are in gray coat in October. I wonder, I could ask my mother if she's heard any of these. I mean, she's not 150 years <laughs> old. I'm not saying might that. Be insulting. No, no, no. But but of our, of our um, older listeners... You know, if you've heard any of these or something similar of those, please let us know. Message us on Facebook or or, or send us an email. Here's yeah. one that's
2: interesting. Much noise made by rats and mice indicates rain.
0: Okay, that kind of goes with what you said. Yeah,
1: they could be moving around animals, and trying to get yeah. above ground.
0: Yeah, and animals kind of get more agitated as it goes along. Here's
2: one that I know to be true. Okay. Anvil-shaped clouds are very likely to be followed by a gale of wind.
0: <laughs> Severe storm. I, I can see that. Oh, yeah. Well, when you get those anvil clouds, those cumulonimbus, way up there, you probably have downburstage. Yeah. Is that a word? Sure. Downburstage. burstage.
1: <laughs> Like number nine.
0: <laughs> number nine
2: is if rain falls during an east wind, it will continue a full day.
0: Okay. Can I decipher that one? Okay. <clears throat> All right. Here here's the rando analogy on that one. I think I know what you're gonna say, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay. Usually when you have a rain system moving in, the front is out to your west. What happens is wind flows into that front. As you can see, like on windy.com or whatever. So what's happening is the wind is coming from the east at that point, which if it's raining, then that front has yet to move across your area. So the rain will continue for several hours. Okay, what do you think about that? Sure. Okay. Okay, whatever. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to be philosophical over here. <laughs> Here's told the la- you I'm
1: the <laughs> civilian input. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Here's it. the last one. Okay. A light yellow sky at sunset. What, what's that word?
1: Presages? Presages?
2: Presages, presages. Pres- presages wind? Spell it. P R E S A G E S presages a yellow
1: look that up on a your a light your yellow
2: sky at sunset presages wind a pale yellow sky at sunset presages rain that's weird
0: <laughs> yellow sky i mean a light yellow sky presages presages okay so what what what's what's, it, it, what's, it mean? what's the definition Cher's um, looking at it on her phone um, what was it say
1: oh i got to go back to the definition <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just like before right
0: i was uh, means that sounds like
1: preface or whatever
0: yeah means is what i was saying and if 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 a yellow sky blah 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 know. it means indicates forecasts predicts listen to me being a thesaurus over here do you know when i was in school when i was like really young i thought it was pronounced Thesaurus. <laughs> I did.
1: <laughs> it just goes to a blank page.
0: Oh, okay. Well, hang on. Anyway. Okay, so what's your number Number 10? That was it. I thought it was nine. Nope, that was it. Okay. Well, I'm say something else because I'm, I'm going to Google presage. presages. Presage? Pres- Be
1: a sign or warning that something typically bad it will happen.
2: Okay, yeah. Why don't we use that word anymore?
0: I've never heard John, it a white
2: yellow sky means wind. Why would that be? A pale yellow prognosticate, sky. yeah. A pale yellow sky at sunset, yeah. That means, means absolutely rain. nothing to me, but it has to be at sunset. <laughs>
0: that means nothing to me,
2: <laughs> okay. Well, back in 1870, it meant, it meant a lot. Evidently. Well,
0: there's lots of words back then. Well, they couldn't say tornado back then, right. They, they probably like, could. Well, like Twister or Cyclone. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know when they banned that word, but they did. We talked about that like last year or something. Year, <laughs> but it did scare a lot of people, so yeah. It was banned for quite a while. Man.
0: Wow, that's fascinating. I kind of like our, our normal um, 21st century um, weather terminology. Yeah. Hey, did you hear? Yep. There, uh, what they reported was a 209-mile-per-hour wind gust recorded in California. Interesting. But that was on Sunday, and now I'm seeing that that's probably a mistake. Uh, so here's the Los Angeles Times says, A potential record-breaking gust of 209 mile-per-hour recorded atop California Peak, is looking more unlikely after further study, the National Weather Service forecaster said on Monday. It said a blast of wind from a cold storm moving south across the state was captured about 7.45 a.m. Sunday uh, by an instrument at uh, 9,186 feet atop Kirkwood Mountain. If accurate, the wind would have shattered the record wind speed for the state of 199 mile per hour in 2017, so we know for a fact that it 199 mile per hour gust was set in 2017. That's crazy, yeah. But it, they say now the forecasters uh, suspect that the sensor probably wasn't working properly, um, <laughs> so it doesn't look like doesn't seem realistic after looking at the wind sensor. So anyway, it's they but need, they need to get that fixed. Well, they do need to get that fixed, but. You know, j- just this article, even though this is probably a mistake that that happened, I did learn that there was a 199 mile per hour gust that set the record three years I ago. I mean,
1: I picture a gust as just a sudden and then it's gone. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you wouldn't even have time to realize how strong it was well you'd be blown away well that's the same thing
0: that they happen that happens on rips
1: your umbrella out of your hand and
0: right yeah like on 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 hurricanes and stuff that's why they always say they go and measure like a one minute average of the actual wind speed Uh, and so they say you know it's a a gusts up to right yeah 105 mile per hour sustained with 120 mile an hour gusts that they're doing that so that's kind of what's what this this is but it's not it might be
1: like the the reading on the bank there in Kansas. Remember that bank that always says it's like 250 degrees? <laughs> it stayed like that forever.
0: Even in February?
1: Well, I mean, it was in the summer one year and it was hot, but you know, not that hot. I
0: don't think it's 250 degrees.
1: <laughs> we were literally baking.
0: Wow. You know, I thought in those, I, don't, I never know how, how accurate those bank things are anyway because i've seen like 115 117 like you know i would say
1: they're connected to some radar or something that changes it automatically i I think
0: a little sensor it's like your car it's like you got a little temperature sensor in your car but how does it know So if
1: the sensor's on the sign then definitely be hotter right
0: and if the sign's got black on it it's going to heat up more so that's why i wondered if these car sensors are so far, what appears...
1: I mean, they're off they when you very right. first turn on your car, because... Well, yeah. But as soon as you get going, they, they level out.
0: And, and, and they're really accurate, which I'm very, very surprised. So there, how about the wind? You got something else over there? Uh, if not, I I'm got I'm just in radar. Oh, you know, oh, what do you see? I'm seeing a lot of
2: stuff right over us. Like sleetage? It looks heavier. or whatever it is. I don't know. It's... Uh, is it <laughs> the <red>? radar is <laughs> indicating rain over Branson, but just to
0: our just to our west is all blue. So, ooh, well, where did you say? Uh, but right before we came back from the weather school, uh, we we're recording this about uh, right now. It's a little after nine on Monday night. So, what did you say? Someplace was getting heavy snow.
2: Well, I had a report out of Cassville, Cassville. had heavy snow. But
0: there's lots of snow reports on there now. Wow, and you and you said, Cade, our buddy Cade, was uh, sent out a snow alert, thinking an inch of snow. Here's one from uh,
2: on our page. It was a comment. This is getting pretty bad. Stay home. There's a spot between Ozark and Branson where the road is completely covered in snow, and before and visibility is very low.
0: Wow, that's probably a snow squall. She probably. says it's
2: almost psychedelic. Ooh. It actually made me sick to my stomach because it's blowing sideways right into my
0: windshield. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm looking at radar now. From Seligman, Rogers, Arkansas, Purdy, Cassville, Crane, Marionville, and just west of Springfield, Jasper.
1: I'm so jealous.
0: You don't have a radar?
1: <laughs> no, I'm jealous she of the does. snow. She,
0: she has radar scope and she doesn't even know it. Oh, I was going to say, see, she's jealous because you and I are looking no, at I'm radar. I'm jealous
1: of the snow that they're getting.
0: Well, you know you know what? We need to close the podcast, and we'll just run to Cassville real quick. I'm jealous <laughs> of, like,
1: I mean, I should have went home last weekend because all of my peeps in Miami are out playing in the snow and sledding, and we got nothing. We got nothing here in Branson. They built snowmen and everything. No. We got squat. I don't
0: And I haven't been to Springfield. I mean, I haven't. You know, we, we opened the, the theater. Now, I've got tons of arranging projects to do, but... uh
1: did we hear from Grant? Did he say if they had any snow? And Grant
0: is where? They didn't get as much as they He's thought on the they were going to get. North
1: side of no. Which side of Springfield? Just
0: in the middle. In the middle, yeah. Because my mom's on the north, and she, like the not. The He's most over recent, by the line.
1: Kansas Expressway. Yeah. Somewhere Kansas. in
0: there. Oh okay. Yeah, and my buddy Gary. I think who,
1: Battlefield's actually the address, maybe.
0: Okay, well, Battlefield South. I know Springfield. I'm from Springfield. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'll help you out there. Yeah. So if you you know, looking at radar at 9, nine twelve 12 PM on Monday night. Wow. So uh, I, I think, well, hopefully you can get home. I mean, I, the national weather service has not issued any winter weather advisories or anything, but the temperature, I think it's,
1: not sticking. it's too warm.
0: Exactly. I mean, we were just upstairs during the weather school. And the our Weather Station, for, what, 35.8? I mean, it's well above freezing. So it could, you know, accumulate on some grassy surfaces, which is probably normal. Uh, but, yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to have to uh, address that. We after.
1: need to do a flu report.
0: our Weather Flu Report? If you're
1: sick, stay home. I know. Do and... not attempt to go to work or school or any restaurants, any public places. Stay home and get over it, because we have got to get this gone.
0: Well, and like you say, Corey, it's it's
2: it's rising here. That's well. We got a we got a uh, email from the uh, board of education here in Branson, uh, and it it told us how they are uh, the cases are rapidly rising right here in Taney County this past mm. week.
1: So that's not a and good. The death toll is rapidly rising across the United States.
0: Yeah. Now, do we know the the ages of the? Is it elderly and kids? Lots uh, yeah. of kids.
1: And the thing is, I mean, don't go to the ER. Unless you are truly having trouble breathing or, you know, fever so high that you could have seizures, stay home. There isn't anything they can do for you. Ride it out. Because going to the ER, if you don't have the flu, you will when you leave.
0: That's that's why I was afraid with Karen because she was so sick. I would take her to the doctor, take her to whatever. It's like you're going to catch whatever. Yeah, you'll get it right if here. you don't already have it. Although, do you remember? And the what, what was it? Twenty fifteen? The H one N one outbreak was that twenty fifteen? Mm, I don't remember the year. No, but... it was way before then. It was like two thousand nine. I don't know. She was exhibiting the you know symptoms of that and having trouble breathing. So I took her to Springfield into the ER. There were tons of people in the ER, and they gave her a mask. <clears throat> and right. after about forty five minutes, I mean, they took her before. Other people, because she was yeah, more ill. Yeah, I mean, it's triage
1: based yeah. on how sick you are.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so they took her back and they they, they swabbed her. All she had was pneumonia. She All did, she did had. not have the flu. No, but they didn't because she was so sick. Yeah. And that's thought. the
1: thing is, I mean, it everybody's going, I'm seeing everybody going to the ER and I mean, there's nothing they can do for you. Like I said, unless you were truly having trouble breathing or, you know, like I said, fevers would cause you seizures or whatever, just. Stay home, drink fluids, and rest. Wow.
0: I just want to stay home. I don't want to go anywhere. I am, like,
1: wiping that cart down at Walmart. And I won't even take the kids in. We've just been going by ourselves.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, and, and you do the drive through thing at the the If we the do a large thing. pickup,
1: yeah. But, you know, if we just got to run in and get a couple things.
0: Well, see, that's why I go late at night, especially, like, after work, because there's only, like, 15 people there. I mean, the germs
1: there. are still on the carts. The Germ- germs are
0: still there. But, oh.
1: And you think about how many people touch, you know, all the boxes and containers, and you really should wash your hands as soon as you get home from the grocery store.
0: Well, exactly. And then if you if you would go to the self checkout, people are re- using the self checkout. Everybody's touch those
1: screens. And... You know,
0: well, I've got the hand sanitizer. I don't touch. You know, when I leave Walmart, I sanitize my hands, and I drive home, unload stuff, wash my hands, whatever. And don't touch my nose or my eyes or my mouth or my ears or my yep. elbows. That's the way to do it. So, but I think prevention, you know, got my flu shot. I'm just going to stay home. That's what I'm going to do. Hey, how about this? British Airways smashes a record for the quickest subsonic flight between New York and London. They got a hold. Of a jet stream. And we, we saw this before, like several months ago. We, we talked about this on the podcast, where we had like a 200-mile-an-hour jet stream, and a plane got up there and was going the same direction at 600 miles per hour, plus the 200 pushing them along to 800 miles per hour. This...
1: <laughs> so what is the normal time that it takes for them to do that flight?
0: Uh, I think six six to seven hours... Shoot, yeah. I had that. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, wait, we did the 200. Oh, well, guys. Uh, shoot, I wrote everything down except this. Uh, it said the, the the its top speed during the flight was 825 mile per hour.
1: Wow. <laughs> They were flying.
0: It took them oh okay. This is in flight tracking platform estimates the average time that it takes a plane to fly between London and New York is six hours and thirteen minutes. And they made it on this flight in four hours fifty six minutes.
1: Wonder if their gate was ready.
0: <laughs> I don't know. But you know, if you're going, you know, eight hundred and twenty five mile an hour. That's a flight because yeah. they normally go five to six hundred, you know, Two
1: hours early. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh, wouldn't that be fun? Of course, when you're up there riding it, you don't know, right? And if you it's can imagine night. them
1: calling the tower, and the tower's like, What? <laughs> How'd you get here so fast? Hey, I'm going
0: 800 miles an hour, you know, get the get get, huh. get, get a runway ready <laughs> to New York. So I thought that was very, very interesting. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, yeah, five. They've done it before and a record five hours and 13 minutes, but this one just really, you know, four hours and 56 minutes was a record. So it's crazy. Do you like to fly? I love to fly.
1: I don't know that I could do those long slides, but I would prefer to fly than drive. I did
0: once. I don't know if I told this. Or if if it's
1: more than five or six hours, I'd rather fly.
0: Well, I went to Wiesbaden, Germany once, and that was interesting
1: I would have to sleep. I mean I'd have to take something and knock myself out. Wow. I, I start getting claustrophobic about two hours in. Oh really? Just did not being able to get off and like we got stuck on the runway one time to where we couldn't get off and it just started getting hotter in there and Oh really? I was like, Let me off, let me off. <laughs> I'm
0: claustrophobic, I'm a nurse. <laughs> I mean I I'm not off.
1: normally claustrophobic, but I mean it just <laughs> yeah, the walls started closing in on me and I just felt like I gotta get off this plane uh, right now.
0: So MRIs are not your friend then?
1: I mean, I've done them before, but yeah, <laughs> not my friend.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, the do you have anything else besides my last one here nope. in other news? Uh, okay, so in other news, the last thing I have, and okay, I'm going to take this with a grain of salt because uh, this article is from uh, Mashable India. Mm, I've seen it around, so what I thought was interesting says, the Earth is about to enter a 30-year mini ice age as the solar minimum grips the planet so you can uh, you know you can you can look at that up if you want to um i'm not sure how credible this is you can't even get winter <clears throat> well i know yeah <clears throat> it says here according to nasa the sun will reach its lowest activity in over 200 years in the year 2020 uh, as it further goes into its natural hibernation phase, Earth will experience extremely cold spells, which will trigger food shortages across the planet. See, I don't think this is um, that credible. I mean, I'm going to have to look at other data. I don't know if it affect the
1: entire planet. Maybe a certain area. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Where would you find that story? This Is space a space.com story?
0: No, it's in Science from Those Mashable. <laughs> oh. So that's why I'm like, Yeah.
1: Speaking of NASA. Uh-huh. I remember a couple actually it was several years ago, the whole <laughs> broom standing up saying that everybody did everybody's doing it. It's that going now. around again. I don't <laughs> know why. I just saw two or three people saying And these. they're all saying and they're all shocked, like they've never seen it before. I'm like, We did this years ago. We all did it. And they're all saying that it'll only do it till tonight at midnight. I'm like, No, oh, it'll do it every gosh. day of the year. It'll always stand up. Just try it. They're well, saying
2: the Earth has a certain tilt or whatever, and it's oh. not necessarily true.
1: Nah, I didn't mind it wasn't any kind of special well, moon or anything. Well,
0: let, let, let us be first to tell you here at Storm Door Weather, that ain't it. I mean, we did. <laughs> the Earth's we, tilt ain't it?
1: Yeah, we got our brooms to stand up. It was fun. Good times, but that was years ago. <laughs> Good times. Old news. <laughs> Maybe I, I need to do it I again it. for the kids, because they were too little to remember.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, you could bring it back as a, a nostalgia type thing, but still, yeah. How does it work?
1: I don't know. I mean, I've seen it. And they're at it's a like, tilt. I mean, they're not standing straight up. But, I mean, I had to hold it there and get it balanced for a minute. But, yeah, it stood there for a long time. As long as nobody got near it, it stood there.
0: So I saw, yeah, like, like two or three friends doing it. It's like, this is cool. Like well, But they were really cool. young. Yeah, and it is cool. I don't know if I've ever tried it, to be honest.
1: You'll have to but try it. But you've tried it. Yeah.
0: I'd like to know the science behind that.
1: Maybe we can try it with your broom when we're done.
0: Oh, let's do that. We'll go upstairs. It's and try called it. balancing.
1: I think it's just balance, really. it, it, It's
0: it, yeah, I, yeah. I'm sure it's probably balancing. So yeah, we had a bunch of in other news. So uh, did you say you 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 ran out of stuff, Corey? Over there, uh, I got a little something. Oh, you got a, oh yeah. Okay, we love it.
2: Uh, back in 2011, this very day, uh, Oklahoma set their Record low ever, and it was just pretty much across the border over there uh, in northeast Oklahoma. In no water, let me bring it up here. Where's that? Uh, let's see here. No water. I've seen that on radar no scope. Water. Yeah. Well, we cover it on in severe weather season. You know, it's in our. I area. think
1: about Oklahoma. Okay. They got no water.
0: I almost said something like that. They
1: got a lot of water.
0: But I'm not from Oklahoma, so I didn't want to be see, biased I? or. <laughs>
2: On February tenth, two thousand eleven, they set no wada set a record, a state record low of uh, minus thirty one. Miami, Miami got down to minus thirty eight. Shows Fayetteville, Arkansas, minus eighteen. I don't know what Branson would have got down, but I'm sure we had a cold night too. This is out of the Tulsa Holy cow. Office, so we're not included. Yeah, wow. but uh, what was it? Eight.
0: That's pretty cold. Uh, February tenth, two thousand eleven. Twenty eleven. Uh-huh. Well, if you keep talking, I'll go at back in records, but, everything uh, to talk about.
2: I mean, the entire state was just below freezing. Was that? Like, a lot.
1: What, okay, 2011. Okay. I was trying to think if that was the year we had all the, but it wasn't, that we had all the snow and ice. and.
2: In Miami, negative 28, Veneta minus twenty four.
1: Now, Was that actual temperature or like wind yeah. chill?
2: And uh, the coldest temperature on record in Oklahoma is minus thirty-one, and that's in Novada on February tenth, two thousand eleven.
1: Thanks.
0: Okay, I'm calling it up now.
1: I had someone post the other day a picture of their temperature gauge at one degree. They were up in Nebraska. They're like, I had to post this. I've never seen it this cold. I'm like, uh, we've had it colder than that in Branson.
0: Okay, now what? I'm going to history. February 10th, 2011, it looks like three three to zero. I'm not sure
2: I I buy that. Fayetteville, Arkansas was negative 18. Minus 18 for a low.
1: Well, we are in our bubble here.
0: Oh, well, yeah. Hang on.
1: I think the lakes would make us colder, though.
0: Well, it's possible. i'll have i'll have to look for it and then uh god not now i'm on weather underground Cause usually weather underground there's weather atlas i don't know I'm, i'll have to look for it and then put it in, in the comments or something but yeah 2011 i wonder if that was the year that we got that 13 inches of snow in december of course that would be in 2010 2011 But I was stuck at the. I don't remember getting
1: snow that year.
0: I bet you that was thirteen because I just started.
1: Thirteen, we got snow and the kids had like an extended Christmas break and like that was the year I had my daughter and so me and Corey were both home and I mean I was like get these kids out of this house,
0: (laughs) (laughs) driving you nuts.
1: Take these kids back. (laughs) I love it.
0: Wow, so that was 2011. Yeah, I guess we didn't have a cold snap back then. I'll just, have to, I'll just have to look at that more. Okay, I think it's time for the next segment. It's the weather word of the week. And this week's Stormdar weather weather word of the week
1: is... Lapse rate.
0: There, I, I knew you were going to hit it right, so I hit the applause a little bit early. But yeah, so lapse rate... So what does lapse rate mean?
1: The change in temperature with altitude in the atmosphere.
0: That's it. And that's something that we watch for uh, intensely when uh, severe weather season comes. And uh, yeah, the, the LR or the lapse rate gives us an idea of how fast the atmosphere is cooling as we uh, go up with height. So usually the average, if we had to make an, an average, Lapse rate would be three and a half degrees every one thousand feet. So you go up three thousand feet, you're whatever three and a half times three would be like what ten ten and a half or something degrees. So it would decrease usually about three and a half degrees every thousand feet you go up. Now, that's that's just an average. That's not really the way it happens. So sometimes you will get. Um, a, a, a cold front moving in. Sometimes you will get the lapse rates. Uh, it, it's, it's one of the things we look at with hail production. So in the spring and the summer, when you have a thunderstorm, the Storm Prediction Center has this, this wonderful thing called a mesoanalysis map that you can go to and choose under thermodynamics uh, menu, a thing called lapse rate and see what the lapse rates are. Sometimes it's up in six and seven degrees. Sometimes it goes up to nine. And this, and when they're really high like that, it's called a steep lapse rate. So in other words, if it's warm at the surface but really cold as you go up, that moisture goes up and then con, and condenses and you get an updraft, carries it into a much lower temperature regime and creates can create hail. So, and it's an instability factor. So, if you get a really steep lapse rate, you know severe weather is probably just around the corner. So, that's what a lapse rate is. There. How's that? Just <laughs> you're done. Yeah, I, I love lapse rate. I mean, there's so many things. I, I I'm still eventually wanting to do my video series on Storm Prediction Center because there's so many cool things. That the Storm Prediction Center has on their meso maps, that uh, it, it putting put in a layman's term could be easy to understand, and you yourself can go and look at those meso maps and go, "Oh, I think we got some instability. I think we're going to have some severe weather around here." So I know that's kind of cool. So there. How many M and Ms are left?
1: I didn't need any. You didn't. I had a cookie.
0: Oh, that's oh yeah. I made cookies. I'm going
1: to send Corey's on the diet.
2: They were good. Okay. It's snowing in Springfield from reports that oh. I'm receiving.
0: Awesome. Let's see. Oh, we got a uh text from our buddy Brad. Uh there's ice mixed in with rain out by the high school. So, Brad case, yes, thanks Brad. Uh yeah, put put that in our in our comments cuz I there's lots of stuff going on. I think I think we need to probably end this podcast and start getting on uh, We need to get home. Get home and then I need to start hitting the Hitting the thing at the weather, at at, at the weather site, at the weather. I can't even talk at the weather. On Facebook. That's what I meant to say. At their
1: weather site, (laughs) we do.
0: So, Corey, you got anything else to add to this? Shara, thanks again for joining us.
1: Thanks for having this me.
0: This is great. We've got cookies and M&Ms and everything. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time to wrap this thing up. So, Be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdarweather, Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to Stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.